0: I hate these lights. (laughs) I don't know how Larry deals with this every Sunday morning, but I do like light, and uh, it's been a really dark week. And so I really, uh, I just want to take quite literally seven or eight minutes and uh, talk with you a little bit. Um, You know, there are times in this life when it seems the veil has been lifted, And you can see in stark relief the spiritual battle between the titanic forces of good and evil. This week has been one of those times for us. In view of the loss of Thomas Kinlan and Brandon Merkel, I'd like to share four things with you about grief. First, Grief is honest. Soon after we learned that Brandon had taken his life, we were trying to sort out over at the Merkel's house that night how to divulge this to our community. What do we say? So I asked Ben and Marion how they would like for this to be addressed, and Marion simply said, we don't keep secrets. Ben said, Yes, we want people to know how to pray for us. So good grief is honest. And one step at a time stands face to face with what's happened. Second thing, grief makes perfect sense. Grief is an honest and natural response to the loss of something good. It makes sense to crumble when someone you love is gone. Authentic, heartfelt expressions of sadness are good for our souls. God gave us tear ducts for good reason. One of the Proverbs even says, Lord, you've kept count of my tossing and turning and even put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book, O Lord? In other words, our God knows grief. In the Old Testament, he's called a man of sorrows. The New Testament just says, Jesus wept. The father knows what it's like to lose a son. So it makes perfect sense in the New Testament that Paul calls him the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. It's also important for us to remember that we're all different, that grief can take many different forms, depending on the person, depending on their temperament, depending on their relationship to the person was lost, and depending upon their culture. There are a variety of honest emotional responses to death. Simple sadness, I feel like I've been sawn in two. Shock and confusion, I can't believe this has happened. Fear, I'm terrified. Anger, guilt, what could I have done? What should I have done? And sometimes there's just a painful tangle of emotions that are very difficult to unravel. But, strand by strand, the knot must be unraveled and for this we need one another so grief should never travel alone and it's not a short trip and it's not a flat road they say there are some places on this planet you should never go alone profound grief is one of those places Jesus invited his best friends, sleepyheads though they were, into a dark valley called Gethsemane. Jesus needed friends. Grief needs friends. Grief should never be born alone. Grief needs company, not all the time, but most of the time. Honest grief isn't just here today and gone the next. As I said, it's it's not a short trip. The Bible says for everything there's a season. Grief is also seasonal. It usually sticks around for a while, and then it comes and it goes, and some griefs never completely go away, and that makes sense. Last... And without doubt, most important, what I want to share with you today is that grief is doable with hope. Without oxygen, your body dies. Without hope, our souls die. And yet, on this battlefield that we call earth, especially when people get so confused by the fog of war and the smog of Satan that they take a life. It can sometimes seem like death and pain and suffering are winning. But this book says, uh, grieve, but not like those who have no hope. So in view of a week like this, where on earth will we find that? It's a good question. And the answer is a stunner. As the story has it, on this earth 2,000 years ago, a guy named Jesus, best guy in the world, they said, his life was taken. Crucified, the records say. Died. Then he was put in a tomb by two men, Joseph, Nicodemus. Three days later, Three of his lady friends, Mary and another Mary and Salome, went to that tomb to pay their respects to his body and there was their two otherworldly angels. And they simply told him, he's risen, he's not here. He walked out of here and he went to Galilee. And thereby, Jesus won. Death could not stop him. And death cannot stop him with Thomas, or with Brandon, or with you. God wins, my friends. And because of that, life wins, and love wins, and goodness wins. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, that can separate Brandon Merkel, or Thomas Kinlan, or those that love them from the love of God. So, on this battleground we call Earth, the veil has been lifted. And he's still walking around. Look around. We are his body, it's visible. Let's pray. Because of you, Lord, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay in ways that we cannot even imagine. So, Lord, pour your grace and your mercy out upon us. Thank you so much for this body, for your body here enacted among us. Lord, help us. Lord, be with us. And in the name of Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen.